0: Hello oh, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore and David Wayne Young.
1: Hello and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I'm Tyler.
0: And I'm David Wayne Young. Try again. <laughs> I'm David Wayne Young. Try again. I'm David Wayne Young. Yes. Cool. I'm David Wayne Young.
1: And I'm David Wayne Young.
0: And I'm David Wayne Young. And
1: I'm David Wayne Young.
0: We'll get it at one point or another.
1: We'll we'll come back around. We'll come back around. And today, we are doing a new episode of our torture
0: podcast. My favorite podcast. The
1: favorite kind.
0: <laughs>
1: so, David, what three movies did we subject ourselves to? Uh,
0: I believe the first of the three was BTK as the title. And as... As you might suspect, it was, in fact, about the, the BTK killer. Um, and our second one was, forgive me if I'm wrong, because we've had something similar before, but I think it was called The Dog Who Saved Halloween. That's correct. And then the third one is a personal favorite of mine. It's called Bob Lazar, <laughs> of Area 51 and Flying Saucers. It's a... Real life documentary full of real life things and real life people.
1: Um, so let's get into our first movie, BTK.
0: BTK. So
1: we originally uh, had this lined up to where David Cantu was going to join us. We had another movie that he chose, right. That we were going to do, but he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't be here to do it. So we we're like, ah, we'll just go on Tubi. We'll find something, right? And so, uh,
0: boy, did we find something.
1: One of the first things I came across I recognized Kane Hodder Uh, horror fans probably know Kane best for his portrayal of Jason Voorhees uh, from parts 7 through 10 of the Friday the 13th series Sure. and then I look at the title and I saw it was BTK (laughs) BTK of course uh, being Wichita's famous uh serial killer.
0: <laughs> so for all you uh local listeners, that's uh you know, probably a tie-in that you're aware of at least. Yes.
1: You know, I think uh like BTK is a large enough, you know, oh, like yeah. name that I I th- I think it, it it like people will generally know who he is, uh Dennis Rader, the man himself. And so I just I didn't know that this existed. I have seen one other movie
0: i remember you mentioning there was another
1: um yeah i think it's called the hunt for the btk killer or something like that it has robert forrester in it it came out like the year he was captured like it was like oh just like a horrible taste as far as how quick it was right and i remember like that one like being on the shelves of uh, a movie gallery. That's what it was right around the time I was getting into horror movies. And I remember like seeing it. I saw that one on Netflix and I was like, okay, well, let's see. I was like, let's see how well they get Wichita. And they portrayed it as like this fucking podunk, like small town, like <laughs> just horrible, had no understanding of what Wichita looked like. Right. Um. We watched this movie.
0: It was something. It was something.
1: Um, so <laughs> there was where to even start, man. So uh, the, the one of the first things we see is um, this is a fictional story based on real characters. Right. It's a title card in there, and I thought, oh, okay, this movie had time to get things right. Now it might have taken a little bit to come out. I remember I read something about it. Um, just kind of like trying to, because I could already tell like we're already making stuff up like right from the beginning, and basically I guess like they were writing it or preparing it like while the trial was still going on, uh-huh. and that was circa probably two thousand five, two thousand six. So I don't I don't know when production was happening, uh. But basically they didn't want to like they didn't want to like you know misportray any of the real events um so they just made a bunch of shit up and and threw dennis and his family's names on it uh his his innocent family
0: (laughs) um oh jesus yeah it was something else um i mean we had the pleasure of watching all three of these together actually oh yes um just seeing them gradually get to the point where i mean because he starts off, he starts off a horrific character. Yeah. Um, which, you know, can be expected in one of these. Sometimes they start out a little different, you know. He's the main character of the story. He is the main character. That that also is true. Um, and weirdly enough, um, they seem to be doing some sort of odd redemption arc thing. Yeah. Well, so, you know, you you get a
1: look at this guy and, like, they portray him as kind of, like... Because the opening scene, more or less, or, like, your first real scene with him is him, like, in this hotel room uh, ordering a prostitute. Right. And he basically has her, like, tie him up. And he's like, oh, yeah, my wife wouldn't do this for me. And
0: blah, blah, blah. Like... Oh, see, yeah. He's, like, saying this stuff, but we can't even hear it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, one of... And it was like that scene in particular was like the first one where we couldn't hear anything. Right. Because I wrote down, speak up, speak up, young lady, can't hear you over the music.
0: (laughs) Um, The mixing was just horrible in this.
1: And it was just, yeah, it was so bad. We were like trying to decide like, okay, was this like, did Tubi get a weird master of this movie where they mix the music way too loud? or is it just like this cuz i've never like i read other reviews like this is what i was like looking on imdb right 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 because uh i was like other people aren't complaining about it uh they're just speaking very quietly and or, like it, i think the actors are fine like they're doing you know they're they're projecting it's just the mix like the the dialogue is so low and the music is so high our rationalization was that it's probably that the audio was terrible and they're trying to hide it with the music.
0: A clever fix. N-
1: n- no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so one thing, I mean like more often than not with these streaming services, you have to supply a closed captioning track. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, we could have turned that on at any point, but I didn't want to give the movie this handicap. Right. I wanted to take it for what it was. Like I would watch any other movie. And therefore uh we watched it without subtitles and we understood like maybe sixty percent yeah thereabouts
0: um but yeah he's ordering this prostitute yeah she, uh, quietly <laughs>
1: yeah she ties him up she uh, she gets freaked out she runs away uh he's you know they show him uh sort of as this local uh like basically non non-police
0: officer, law enforcement, city ordinance officer type that, deal. That's right. Yeah. Um
1: and you know, they're they're showing him off he's being very curt with people. Mm-hmm. He's um
0: very creepy. Very thicket. creepy.
1: He's stalking people. He's he's breaking into their houses and uh, I mean this guy's a real
0: jerk. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, jerk is the way to put it for <laughs> sure.
1: The uh, one of the things I did notice, speaking of like the portrayal of Wichita, mm-hmm. basically, I don't know what you'd call Park City. It's like it's not I feel like it's a part of Wichita. It's almost like a like a not a suburb, but like, you know, part of the quote unquote Metroplex, I guess. Sure. Um, They got the logo for it right on his truck, uh, which was pretty, pretty neat. So I like that attention to detail there. Uh, the attention to detail I didn't like. Was the palm trees around Wichita, <laughs> Kansas, and I mean, like overall, I mean, it didn't look totally wrong, like as far as like how they portrayed it as a city. Right. Like, I mean, it looks like it has like suburbs, but also like city like elements, elements, yeah. yeah. Whereas uh, the other one, the Robert Forrester one, fucking looks like. Uh, they shot it in uh Winfield Kansas you know <laughs> um, sure
0: <laughs> small town here yeah
1: yeah but i mean one of the things that i think both of us noted like noted pretty fast like by the, the time he kills his second victim was just like the weird like and i don't uh, you know i think i only we only think this way because he's a real person and he's like you know he who had real crimes was like the weird glorification of the murders.
0: Oh yeah, because oh, I mean, absolutely. like a
1: slasher movie
0: is in, exactly that. Is
1: exactly that, but it's like, but there's nothing necessarily wrong with it. It's it's right, fun. It's not real. Um, but whereas you know, Dennis Rader is a real fucking guy who actually killed people. Right. Um, and they're like giving him like random women to strangle, and like the strangling
0: scenes. Are really really gratuitous. Like they um, last forever. They last forever, and and you. Uh, luckily for you, if you watch this fucking movie, you get to see, um, the you know multiple tries on like the same w- woman, you know, the oh, same yeah. victim, you know, because she didn't die the first time.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just so weird. I mean, this is a guy whose like crimes were contained to like the seventies and the eighties. I, I think, like, because, I mean, a majority of what happened in the 2000s, I mean, there was, like, I think an almost something happened in the 90s. Oh, okay. Um, based on, like, the little I've read. But, like, the 2000s were basically him, like, you know, sending in letters, more or less, like... You know, they don't know if he's like just trying to get caught at this point, or if he's just like, "Oh, I'm bored. Let's fuck around with the police and the news some more." Right. Um. Oh, by the way, you you don't know how he got caught, still? Yes. No. Okay. Well, let me tell you the story.
0: Let's hear it. So this
1: is what happened in two thousand five. Okay. Dennis Rader starts sending in. Um. You know, basically he did the Zodiac thing. Like he oh, would okay. send in letters yeah. and less like about the encryption, more just like. He's taunting letters to the police and, like, to the local news. And so what he's doing is he's, like, you know, basically he's trying to toy with them and, like, you know, uh, give them little hints about who mm. he is. And he's he asks the police, like, oh, so, like, if I send you guys a floppy disk, you won't be able to trace it, right? And they're, like, nah, man, we're, we're – no way. No way we'd be able to do that. He fucking <laughs> leaves this floppy disk – in, uh, you can tell he's an old man Right <laughs> uh, he, uh, he leaves his floppy disk in like a truck or something In a Home Depot parking lot And uh, In the metadata For like whatever the document was On it uh, There was information about the church he worked at Oh uh, And so they bring it to this church Right And they're like well the only person who really uses that computer is Dennis <laughs> Oh God. and from there the pieces connect <laughs> so he basically yeah this dumb motherfucker
0: <laughs> this, this yet another clever <laughs>
1: this goofy bastard gets himself caught and uh yeah oh, fucking rest is uh, rest is history but yeah no just like a weird uh weird glorification of of these murders and then like yeah they They kind of, they, like, quickly, like, oh, and then he gives himself up, basically.
0: Yeah, it didn't make any sense because, as both you and I noted, there was really no, no, um, escalation. Yeah, 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 no escalation throughout the, I mean, we go from one, like, attempted kill back to him doing his day-to-day. Yeah. Then a kill back to his day-to-day, and there's yeah. no goal in the middle. Yeah, There's nowhere for him to go. And as the main character, weirdly enough, um, you know, you would think that he'd have somewhere to go with it.
1: Right. Uh, or My thought was, like, if you're going to even make a fictional scenario, yeah. is, like, perhaps you just give him a character to stalk sure. throughout the movie, and then, like, you know, maybe, you know, he's, like... They giving did these it too. clues and you know then you do the actual story about how he got caught and right. like like tied in with this fictional story like you know I hate to give you notes on your fucking BTK movie but <laughs> like the, I just I don't know man it, like,
0: it was sloppy
1: it was so sloppy it, it feels like they were just trying to cash in on the the real life events that were happening but they did it fucking three years later
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, God, they must have started pre-production like so long ago. If I, that's the case, I want.
1: That's what I'm thinking. I'm wondering if like they basically made the movie in like you know oh6 or something, sure. and then were like, oh, whoops, uh, and and then it didn't come out until 2008 or for whatever
0: reason. Do you think maybe the sound? got in the way (laughs) oh maybe that was it
1: they were really working on that sound and they decided yeah not worth it fucking throw it up there
0: (laughs) let's see i mean we talked about oh here's another thing um given that it's a fictional story you would think that some of the other characters namely his family would have some sort of like actual relevance some actual like
1: some kind of yeah like camaraderie well, because uh, yeah, Cause he, they spend the first half of the movie like, oh, he's a...
0: about how great he is. Yeah, and then
1: the last half, they're like, oh, he's a bad dad.
0: Yeah, he ignores us all the time because we're daughters, and, and it's, it's like, like I don't know never which one's from... really true yeah. either. Like, it, which is fine. Like, yeah, you, you obviously it's fictional. You can play with it however you want. Right. since but you decided to make do it that. consistent because yeah. the beginning makes no sense when you reach the end.
1: And then, I mean, the fucking movie is punctuated by the theme being explained to us. It's less that, more just, like, they didn't have one and then decided to, like, shoehorn it in. Right. Like, oh, he was a bad father and, you know... But then then he's a good... But then, like, they kind of almost, like, double back and he's a good dad. Right. And, like, oh, he's trying to redeem himself by... It's it's just a big fucking mess and I I don't know. It, it, the movie keeps going long after it should have ended. Oh yeah. Um like he fucking wakes up as though it was a dream. Uh and then like those scenes go on longer than they should have. Yeah. So weird. Just a really bad movie. Like, yeah. you know, there there are people there are clearly people who have talent working on this thing. Um I don't like I was gonna say like I don't know if there's such a thing as like, you know, oh there could there's a real good BTK movie hidden in here. I don't think there is. I think like there could have been elements that would have worked, but you know, is it a movie that even needs to exist? No. You know, if you if you really want something, go watch uh Mindhunter. They do a better job sure. uh portraying those events. And it's pretty much in the fucking background yeah so for me i'm gonna go ahead and just say uh 1.5 jamie's at best
0: you know i was gonna say the same damn thing to be honest nice. with you <laughs> yeah it's not a movie i would watch again it's not a movie i would recommend anyone watch. no absolutely not um and it's not even something that i would watch for the fun torture aspect
1: again yeah so. it was just really dull yeah and not good so let's move on to the the dog who saved Halloween.
0: Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> he barks and he talks. <laughs> he, yeah, he barks and he talks. Uh,
1: we got Joey Lawrence, who apparently you're familiar with. Yes. Yeah, as he's... the voice
0: of Zeus, the, the, the talking dog. Joey Lawrence has actually been part of one of our podcasts before. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, he's been in a hallmark movie oh we the
1: the uh half episode that i wasn't in yeah yeah yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> and then a guy who looks like he's probably kevin james
0: brother uh, he's from king of queens too but he very well may be his brother for all i have I know. no idea
1: but definitely looked it um yeah.
0: <laughs> this was um I, the first impression i got was if I mean I I say if Hallmark made ha- uh Halloween movies but here's the thing they do. <laughs> so I shouldn't even say that. But you know, it, it was that kind of feeling. This is clearly a part of a series. Uh oh, they sure. reference
1: events. Like they reference because there's two burglars. Mm-hmm. Uh the- Joey Diaz and the other fucking guy. Targo Momo <laughs> the uh though they were referencing those two breaking into their house at some point, and that's why they were uh in jail, yeah, it's
0: either a sequel to something or it's just bad writing because we never saw it happen
1: um I think one of the first things we noted just based on the first few scenes and the quality of them uh was that you could throw uh this as like a quote on the box better than b t k
0: better than b t k and uh strangely as far as uh camera work and lighting goes far better than the other puppy halloween movie we saw
1: yeah i mean you know it was a professionally done piece it's just uh i mean it it was just i mean it's basically made for no one yeah like i feel like it's not quality family
0: entertainment Right, especially because of some of the jokes.
1: Yeah, um, they were really obsessed. Uh, what was the lady's name?
0: Monique. Monique. That's right. They were really obsessed with Monique's physique. They were, uh, they were
1: obsessed with her rack.
0: Um, uh, her rack, and they pointed at her ass. At one her, yeah, point. Her, her bum bum. That's right. Um,
1: there was a there was a scene where um, Georgie, our main character. And, of course, uh, Zeus is along, with, along for the ride with them. Right. Um, uh, which, by the way, the, like, the points of view are so inconsistent in this movie. It feels like each character is arguing for either side of a point at any given time. Right. Like, they forget who's on what side. And then, like, you'll have that character arguing for or against it at different times. It's so strange. But they're trying to enlist uh, because there's a, they have a creepy neighbor.
0: Yep. Professor Eli Cole.
1: That's right. Eli Cole. E. Coli, um, if that's, you want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he's doing some weird experiments in his house, uh, or so they think. They're uh, creating what? Um, flying.
0: Flying gerbils.
1: Flying gerbils. And
0: eight-legged pigs. That's right.
1: That's yeah. right. Um, so he's going to enlist the help of the two burglars. Sure. Um, and they go to a yoga class and (laughs) like they have these, uh, they have these women like in their yoga pants, like in front of the guys. And David and I were like, uh, just heavily expecting like gratuitous shots of their, of their assholes. Like (laughs) basically pointing in their faces, like,
0: you know, movies like this do. Yeah when they have you know yoga pants available right
1: and like i mean these type of characters who would like you know be like staring like bug-eyed like straight down the barrels you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're all dunces they're all exactly
1: they're all like the even the our hero is like you know kind of uh kind of a, kind of a goofball
0: himself He's a futz. He yeah, really yeah, is. He, yeah yeah yeah
1: he, he even po- uh there's like a photo he, like they have like you know like fucking exhibit a or whatever he's like trying to convince the neighborhood that you know uh dr eli cole is 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 a bad guy and he he's like trying to point because uh, her cat went missing he's trying to point at the cat but he points at her ass yep uh and it's just like in front of his wife too
0: um who doesn't care
1: who does not care and she's helping him out with this little presentation even right though she doesn't believe a word of what he's saying <laughs> it's just
0: incredibly like, inconsistent it's
1: just so i mean that's the biggest problem with this movie is oh, that yeah. it's just incredibly inconsistent
0: inconsistent in story like we saw um and like you said it seems to be made for no one because yeah. it's also inconsistent in tone
1: i mean there were lines that i laughed at sure. like yeah uh Uh, his daughter is, like, dressed up as a bee for Halloween. She says, what kind of bee doesn't have a stinger? And the dad goes, a dead one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was good. Yeah, there were a few moments that you could, like, enjoy the humor.
1: But then there were, like, other ones that were, like, weirdly, like, like, cartoony.
0: Uh, like there's especially the neighbor stuff.
1: The neighbors, uh, I can't remember what he does. Like, does like the RC car like run into the guy's foot or something? Oh, you know what that and that was it. Yes, the old man just goes, banister. <laughs>
0: in this, yeah, it, it was almost like it was meant to be a gag. He looks like that he's that exists... about to have a
1: stroke. Like,
0: <laughs> right? It it was said like one of those gags that exists in like a TV show. Jetson Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly like that you you expect it to be something that would keep happening
1: and it's just just done once
0: yeah it's done once and it's done terribly
1: um and then (laughs) it's there one of the things the two burglars are doing uh they're they're part of their community service is uh cleaning up this park and uh uh, chocolate momos is fucking walking around picking up dog shit with his hands (laughs) um And later in the movie, they're having a conversation, and he wipes his face. And I'm not joking, guys. Like, I had a fucking, like, visceral reaction to it. He goes, oh! I went, no!
0: (laughs) No! (laughs) And he he wipes shit across his face
1: multiple times. Charcoal
0: black shit. Oh, it was terrible. It was very interesting.
1: (laughs) This movie... The scatological humor in this movie was just beyond anything it needed to be
0: um there's there's a lot of fart jokes lots of farty jokes um there are there are farts that happen with or without fire
1: that's right he does fart fire at one point
0: yeah let's talk about the uh quote-unquote main character um georgie and his uh and zeus Zeus. because zeus uh for whatever reason is the titular character yes he's the dog who he is
1: the dog who saves halloween who
0: saves halloween and i i can't begin to emphasize how little he plays in the fucking story until the very end because he has an arc all he does is offer commentary and the arc he has is literally just being afraid of thunder at the beginning yeah and mentioning it at the climax and then finally George, getting you know, over I'm afraid of thunder. it yeah <laughs> and then finally getting over it in the middle of the third act
1: i think i realized while watching this movie just how easy it would be to make shit like this and you know probably make at least a decent profit oh yeah oh, if, you had, if you had no artistic integrity uh this would be a, r- a real easy game Sorry if you're listening to this. People who made this movie, but uh,
0: just right under a pseudonym.
1: I mean, they know, right? They have
0: to know. They didn't go. They, of course. No they one's have.
1: magnum opus was the dog who saved Halloween. <laughs> no
0: one. Not the director. Not the writers. Not the maybe actors. Joey Lawrence's. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's just mean. <laughs> He's a hardworking actor. Don't don't <laughs> diss Joey Lawrence, y'all.
1: Uh, there's a couple things. There's a scene in the movie where uh, he's like, "Oh, we're gonna investigate without going," because his wife tells him not to go into the guy's lawn or whatever. Right. So uh, he so, stands
0: in the front yard with the like daylight shining on him. Oh,
1: with a telescope, like looking directly <sighs> into the man's house. Yeah, and he sees. Uh, he sees Doctor Eli Cole. Uh, writing on a whiteboard and like he draws like the it's like he's he's like angling himself to where you can read things on camera right and he like has the most pathetic handwriting oh. and i was like is that your best two man like
0: yeah he wrote that there were two days until uh you know ground zero or whatever Right. <laughs> turns zero out, hour zero hour and turns out Guess what it turns out? This guy's not evil. Yeah. This guy is making a haunted house. Who would have guessed? Well, I mean, it's
1: like one of those stories you know from the very beginning that the guy's not evil. Yeah, we
0: know he's not evil. We do know that uh, the dog is going to play a part in the story.
1: (laughs) I suppose. And then, like, he, what does he do to save Halloween?
0: He does one thing. He saves the couple and the burglars from being locked inside a non-evil guy's house. Yeah. So And
1: then ends up reveal. I mean, like he's on the fucking side of Oh, yeah, we got to do something about this guy Georgie. We got to do something about this guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it turns to it turns out to be all for naught. Yeah. Oh, and there's a He's a part of the problem. Yeah, the the evil professor um so to speak he has a uh, dog who is in love with rufus the cat that uh oh, that's right disappeared medusa was her name medusa yes medusa is professor eli cole's uh somewhat menacing dog uh she seems to be very intimidating at the beginning and it turns out she's a real softy when it comes to that honk rufus oh god man <laughs> So yeah, Rufus didn't go missing. He just uh, went for a long walk on off a short pier. <laughs> That's <laughs> no a long walk in the forest, rather.
1: I just, I mean, there's such little content to this movie. Yeah, like I can't even recommend it to as like something to laugh at. It's like something to, it's not something to laugh at for sure, but I can't even like recommend it to like a family audience. I mean, it's, mm. it's really for nobody. Yeah. And I mean, you can say that about uh, movies I've made too, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a
0: niche audience. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if there is one for this movie. Mm. If you're looking to, uh, I mean, if you're looking you, to you waste, really, I, our, uh, if you're willing to waste a toddler's time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got nothing better to do and it's still a waste of their time. Th- I mean, this is something you can put on. It it has very bright colors. It looks like it's m- the movie's made of candy. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. I have very little to say about it because it has such little to offer.
0: I, yeah. There's not much in the way of of substance. <laughs> right. All, all you're getting is uh, people talking.
1: It it they definitely filled up the runtime.
0: Yeah, and there are gags. There are some of them you could laugh at, and then the rest are just there.
1: Yeah. What would you give this movie, David?
0: I I would give it probably like a two point five or a three as far as Jamie's go.
1: So, uh, what's your definitive answer?
0: That's really hard because a two point eight. Let's you know, let's give it a two point five. A hard one
1: okay, i'm gonna give it a four i mean okay. it's i mean it's like it it's competent enough that I can't really like you know dock too much like it i I only felt a little bit insulted by it whereas like b t k was you know <laughs> like a genuine slap in the face to not only me but many other people
0: uh you know what I was able to laugh at it a lot with a person in the room so I'd say if you're watching it with a crowd, give it a three. Sure, sure. Okay. Three point five. Yeah. Let's the one change it to a three point five. Three point five. Let's do it. Yeah. Three point five. Jamie's for me. You said four. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: That's what we came down to. Should we move on to to our last movie of the night? Yeah,
0: to the favorite.
1: (laughs) You've been looking forward to this one.
0: Boy, have I. Um, for <laughs> for over of a you...
1: year, you've been trying to get me to watch this movie. Yes.
0: Uh, for those of you who are just now getting to enjoy your first <laughs> torture podcast with us, um, I work very hard. I'm a hard worker when it comes to torture podcasts. I find the absolute worst.
1: <laughs> you know, normally, <laughs> I go for things... They have some sort of entertainment value for the people watching it. Whether it be.
0: I don't do any such thing. He <laughs> does not. I take the word torture to be literal. Gospel. Yeah. In fact. I <laughs> might say. Um, It's not deathbed.
1: It's certainly not deathbed.
0: But um, yeah, I I knew for some reason that Tyler wasn't going to like this one very much.
1: <laughs> I can't imagine why.
0: And uh, I don't think he did like this one. I, I'm going to just go out on a limb here. But before we get into that, I'm just going to explain a little bit what tell this us, movie is about. Tell the folks at home who Bob Lazar is. Bob Lazar is, and always will be, canon uh, as a um, <laughs> as a scientist who worked at Los Alamos. <laughs> he worked uh-huh. at uh, another governmental institution that was uh referred to later sector on sector four or whatever yeah S four, and it was later referred to as Area Fifty One yeah um he's the guy for whom Area Fifty One became part of uh normal like mainstream apocrypha, <laughs> without his little uh little blurbs you know in the shadows on a newscast there wouldn't have been all this hubbub over. Over Area 51 in the first place. Uh, now, as to whether or not he's telling the truth, there's always been this uh, <laughs> controversy over it. And, um, you know, I enjoy bad documentaries. I've told everyone this from the very first moment I uh, set foot in IC. Uh, from the very first moment I met my girlfriend, I told her the same thing. Uh, oh my God everyone knows everyone knows and everyone has uh dealt with it <laughs> C-
1: can you believe that a woman uh, <laughs> has dealt with him <laughs> for this, for this long
0: um i i think i have forced you into more torturous movies than her though so oh, I, that might be why oh
1: uh, you wouldn't subject her to deathbed um no i wouldn't no so i i you know i wanted to take this movie for what it had to say and um it talks a lot
0: and says very little and cool. says
1: very little. <laughs> it's just it like it 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 brings up everything Bob Lazar has to put on the table, which is basically loose concepts. I I I don't know, like obviously I can't claim to know. I can't claim to know anything about Bob Lazar. But obviously.
0: Obviously he was telling the truth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I think you and I are both uh, guys to believe that like, there's probably uh extraterrestrial life out there, but oh, absolutely. you know, not necessarily in the vein that uh, like, ne- not necessarily like in the, in the conspiracy vein, like,
0: I mean, it exists because probability no way, tells you yeah, yeah. that it, anything else is just infinitesimal.
1: In an endless universe, there's no way we're the only life. I mean, even down to a microscopic level, I mean, there's a, it's a literal impossibility that we're the only life uh, uh, out, out in the universe. Yeah. But... I mean I can't say literally impossible. I mean I don't really know. I don't have any sure. uh, evidence to back that it's up. It's
0: mathematically impossible. Yeah. At, at least in theory. Yeah.
1: Um and you know I'm I'm willing to stick to that as as what I think. Sure. Um Bob Lazar is just uh, there's <laughs> I think you know cuz I mean the story is almost perfect for anybody who is a conspiracy theorist because anything they do to discredit him is just like, oh, well, the government did it. Even though he wasn't a whistleblower when they looked him up. You know, when they were like, when they were were doing the research, as far as I can tell. Like, oh, they were like, look, he said he went to these schools. They've never heard of him. Uh, He said he worked here. They've never heard of him. Oh, but we talked to his friends and they uh, they had, they vouched for him. His friends vouched for him. They drove him to school. They drove him to school.
0: They dropped him off.
1: I have no doubt in my mind that Bob Lazar is probably a fairly smart guy and that he probably understands at least a little bit about science, but I, I, I'm unwilling to, he has, he presents no evidence (laughs) of any kind. He's got drawings, He can draw a flying saucer. (laughs) He's like, he drew it from memory.
0: And the little Gravitrons or whatever. Yeah.
1: See, these are the Gravitrons at the bottom here.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: they, they propel...
0: Gravity They energy. propel
1: the gravity energy to where he will... The, the UFO will be propelled. <laughs> um, if you do some reading about Bob Lazar, and they even, you know, I'll give him some credit in the documentary. They brought up some of the, uh, the dark side of, of Bob Lazar. Uh, not very much. Uh, they kind of, they're very dismissive of it. Uh, his, uh, the news anchor guy, the, the journalist who, uh-huh. uh, who's friend, his, his buddy, he talks about his, uh, his little prostitution ring.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and man, we had a heyday with that. Cause I was reading his Wikipedia article while
0: we right were, before, yeah. uh, right
1: before <laughs> it came up pretty much. And, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, <You> don't say
1: <laughs> you gotta get out there and work that coochie. I gotta, oh, God. <laughs> i gotta fund my research <laughs> i gotta fund my research somehow get out there and work that coochie girl
0: <laughs> anyhow <laughs> glazing over that oh, um, God. let's talk about production quality <laughs> not even just oh, the guy yeah, himself our,
1: our our celebrity voice uh, narrator uh, mickey rourke
0: I would have chosen Giancarlo Esposito. Um that was oh, my personal yeah. choice. Oh, but uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, They it was some other choice. It was stylistic in nature. And again, a lot of talk, but very little to say. Yes. Uh what were some of his quotes, David? I remember him saying that we're all a goddamn commodity. <laughs> For we're all a goddamn commodity. <laughs> <laughs> what are we just livestock? <laughs> um, over and over again, he uh talks... pseudo
1: intellectual bullshit. Yes,
0: <laughs> he talks in a way that not only is circular, but it's all um... it's all crass. It's it's all crass, and it's all um. It's thematic of, filler. A bunch of fucking lies and bullshit. And fucking lies and bullshit. <laughs> it, it's all thematic filler. He he, uh, he exists only in the interstitial uh, to scenes. To fill time. That, yeah, to fill time. And um, more importantly, to show uh, weird-ass digital footage. Of... There's a little clip of a little
1: 3D Bob Lazar and an alien.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> um... None of this makes any sense uh, because in a in a normal documentary, what you see in interstitials, even if there is a narrator, is you'll see real footage. Yeah, um, we saw real footage about once, um, as far as uh, the interstitials go—the ones where there's yeah. no dialogue, just a narrator. We saw footage actually of weather balloons.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like the support. UFO sightings and everything. I mean, they show
0: literal footage of weather balloons. Right. Like this is what they look like. <laughs> it doesn't even look like the described UFOs. Yeah, it's it's like it's
1: su- I the the and the director boldly puts himself in the film.
0: Um, Uh, a ton of times
1: like he kind of makes it about himself yeah this is it's a style of documentary i generally hate same unless you know you're telling the story somehow yeah like if you're the the main character of it that's one thing right bob lazar is supposed to be the main character of this story
0: Um, And there's just so much that you see him like walking around on these phone calls where again nothing is really being said except well Bob Lazar is not lying
1: I'm I got to I got to help Bob Lazar got to help him uh they describe uh, so um Bob's like hey we need to meet up right now I have something very important to talk about he's like okay we're out here in the woods now uh, I'm recording this audio And this video, they're going to be hidden in an encrypted folder on two drives, and that's going to be it. No one's going to see it unless we decide. No one's ever going to see it until we put it on Tubi for free to watch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, uh, and then they're, like, they don't—it skips through everything. Right. And then uh, later—then it cuts to, like, after this conversation— Oh uh, he was like oh and like ha- like they they have a whole talk they're like oh hey maybe we should put our phones over here turn our phones off and put them over here um and then it comes up Bob's house was raided the next day and this conversation was referenced number 1 no it wouldn't be <laughs> they're not going to tell you that they're listening to your conversations <laughs> if- <laughs> especially at this point that would be considered it, obtaining it illegally. Right. Um, and second of all, they're just not going to tell you like at all. Like it, it's not going to come up. Um, Bob's evidence, the only evidence Bob presents of this is a, is a photo that he takes. He's talking about like all of these agencies. So uh, there's the FBI, uh, uh, the, the, the CIA. This, there, I mean, right. there are so many, I couldn't even remember them, he says. Um, and he has a photo of like, he was talking about like basically like probably like close to a hundred people. Sure. Like cars and like a sea of cars invading his, his home. And he has a photo of one guy with long hair, uh, from, from behind wearing a shirt that says FBI on it, that he probably got at Fucking Spencer's. It
0: like probably says female body inspector on the front.
1: <laughs> it's, it's so embarrassing watching this man lie about like because then then he meets up because then he meets up with the guy again to tell yeah. him about the raid.
0: You'd think that someone who actually got slighted in this way would not want to speak with anyone again. Yeah,
1: because um, he, he's uh, in, in the the newsman is obsessed with. Uh, I think he like I think he just heard some terms that were like a little over his head and sure. now he sticks with those. I know people like this mm-hmm. who they just like they hear something that's a little over their head and they stick to it like they like they've learned something. Right. Uh so his uh his his uh thing word that, day. <laughs> his word for the day was element one fifteen. <laughs> uh Bob discovered this uh element one fifteen while he was while he was there. And I mean that's what they have to be looking for, right? Like no, they they have it. Like they're not looking for element one fifteen. Also, yeah. Oh, he predicted element one fifteen. Yeah, it's a. Fu- it's the next fucking number they're adding. It's the like, if he pr- predicted what it was, that's something different.
0: Right. It predicted its properties and this and yeah.
1: That. He predicted that it was. Eventually, you discover enough elements that there's hundred and fifteen of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I will say. You know, there is one thing that um, uh, they did incredibly well. Um, <laughs> Do tell. Uh, um, it warmed my heart. I enjoyed it so much because, like I said, I'm a bad documentary kind of person, and uh, it just tickled me. Go ahead, tell me what it is. No, this, that's it. Oh, the just the documentary and The bad general. documentary thing. Oh, okay. They did incredibly well at um, making it just awful. But, um... It's I, so...
1: It feels like it's three hours long.
0: It feels like the whole thing is based in just, like, a circular argument.
1: Yeah, I mean... A bunch I, of pseudoscience. It has... It, yeah, i it really is. Uh, it's, like, it has nothing to say. It's much like Bob himself, it... Like, it, it stakes its claim in a few vague ideas and offers nothing to back it up.
0: As someone who loves ancient aliens and the whole, like, History Channel, like, obsession with alien stuff, this, this is a whole other ballgame.
1: <laughs> it's... it. This I, movie has nothing to offer. No, it has so, no information... There's no entertainment?
0: Oh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I just enjoyed watching you watch it, especially.
1: I there were many times where something just so ignorant would be said in this movie. I would turn to David with probably just the most disdainful look for many, Quite a few. for putting me through this. Yeah. I only wish David Cantu could have shared this with us because I know, I know he would be filling this section.
0: Oh yeah. Like, Oh yeah.
1: I know he probably sits around the same, around the same table as us. And even still like, (sighs) no,
0: there's just so much to, to circumvent when watching this movie. It really is um man if you want to watch a documentary that's about the documentarian the whole time
1: (laughs) you can watch this or uh that britney spears documentary on netflix
0: oh what a shame tyler if you were to give this a rating
1: oh you you want to know what i want to give this yeah i do i would give bob lazar area 51 and flying saucers zero jamies
0: oh man
1: there were no redeeming qualities about it
0: i definitely liked it better than uh btk so um and you know actually i, I enjoyed your reaction to it a lot more too. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, not that's not part of that's the. that's not movie. part of the movie it's not part of the movie okay um let's give it a 2.5
1: a 2.5 fair yeah. enough
0: um it was, it was replayable in my mind at least once. Um, so, there's something. Yeah. Something to say. I think
1: I would rather watch BTK than this. I think I would rather have BTK fucking strangle me than watch this movie again.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't know you'd dislike it this much. <laughs>
1: it it hurt me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mostly your brain, right? Mostly my brain. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I... It's okay. It's just all over your head. That's all.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. It's real science. It's it's real and it's there.
0: (laughs) The last, the last little slogan that Bob Lazar gets to propagate out there at the end of the movie. This weird
1: little fucking man with his dead eyes and his little Stephen King mouth just goes, (laughs) "It's real and it's there. It's all, you know, it's all proven. It's all science. It's real and it's there. That's true." And with that... Now get that ass out there. I I'm, I need to fund this research somehow.
0: With <laughs> my prostitution.
1: Go find some college guys to fuck. I need to...
0: Oh my god.
1: <laughs> I need to fund my research. I need to... I got a particle accelerator in my living room, in my master bedroom. I need to get this fucking thing working. So get out there and... <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> with
1: that... So David, yes, you got a little movie that's out.
0: I do. That's right. Um, by the time you're listening to this, uh, "Wish You Were Here" will have now, uh, been out, uh, and available for you on Vimeo and VHX. You can find it on our website, IlluminationCinema.com, and check out our work. "Wish You Were Here" it's a feature film that was directed by me. Co-written with Tyler here and Tyler also produced it. That's
1: right. Go check that out. I promise it is better than BTK.
0: And Bob Lazar.
1: It's it's better than both the those movies and the human beings.
0: <laughs> the, 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 the the real the life human beings that are in there. Yeah, okay, fair enough.
1: I think I would rather Watch, wish you were here, then hang out with Dennis Rader. I think.
0: I think you're probably right, and I think most people would probably agree with you. I mean, even his family would probably agree yeah, with you. Yeah. I think.
1: Uh, I think so. Yeah.
0: All right. So, I mean, that's a glowing recommendation. <laughs> Better than BTK.
1: Listen, wish you were here. It's on Vimeo. It's on VHX. It's real, and it's there. Good. Good night, everyone.